Welcome, everybody, to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. You're home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Soto, my man, what's going on, guy? What's good? So, how's everything going? I'm getting ready for PR. Yeah, going for three weeks. I'm pretty excited about that, you know? Must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. Whatever, dog. Uh, We are coming with a special. Uh, Got a buddy of mine coming on here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Steven Toro, a.k.a. Toro, the DJ. The guy, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? How's everything? Everything good? Everything's great. Everything's really good. Glad to be here. Good, good. Well, it's a pleasure. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah, we're glad to have you. On, you know, talk about some good old wrestling and whatnot. I've got my Rey Mysterio Roots of Fight shirt on for the special occasion, so <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right. So how'd you get into, uh, right to it, how'd you get into wrestling? So it's funny. Um my first memory of watching wrestling, um, I vaguely remember the Attitude Era, but I was way too young to actually process and register it. Um, I remember playing the, the wrestling games for the Nintendo 64. Those games were amazing. Um, then I kind of drifted away from wrestling, and I came back into wrestling, and it was a promo between John Cena and Chris Jericho on Monday Night Raw. And this was when Chris Jericho was transforming his character and becoming much more of a heel, uh, mm-hmm. basically leading into what he is now, actually. So uh, the one of the first things I remember was hit was John Cena saying, Chris Jericho, Y2J, how about your, you're more like Y2 not. And then I heard that promo and that clap back and I was just like, oh my God, I love wrestling again. I love this. And then I've just been hooked ever since. <laughs> Shout out to the Go Johnson. So you were a ruthless aggression guy. Yeah, well, attitude. yeah, well into the yeah, well into the ruthless aggre- aggression era. I I missed the attitude era. I was too young, you know. I was right. born in '94, so. Okay, I'm saying year we're we're '93, so yeah. But oh, catching to it, it goes a long way. Yeah. Subtle fucking was sipping on a baby bottle watching Sting. So, you know. <laughs> Who's your guy growing up? Who's your guy growing up? Oh, gosh. Um, John Cena, uh, you know, but I started to hate John Cena, actually, so that's fine. As, as the rest of the world? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I have to say, growing up, I was a, when I when I was in middle school especially, I was a huge Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio fan. One of the goats? Yes. So I remember reading about Eddie's uh, Eddie's passing. In the middle of class, we were doing some project where our teacher wanted us to read newspapers, and that newspaper that day reported uh, his death. And that's yeah, that absolutely wild. And I'm sorry to cut you off because that's exactly how I found really? out. Really, but I think it was like the Daily News or the Post, and then I just saw like wrestler found dead, and I'm like, and I saw Eddie Guerrero's name, and I was like, no way. That that one hit hard. That one really hit hard. You know, especially at that age when you still think things are, you know, not scripted. So, yeah, that one hit hard. Yeah. In the middle of class, that, that I think I almost, I think I started crying in the middle of class too. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, big Eddie fan, big Rey Mysterio fan. That's tragic. Now, that the whole thing that went down, that was a crazy passing. And if this was like, I think that was what, 2007? Six, seven, I something like that. It was, 
Might have been a little before that, I think. Probably like 05. You're right, 05. November okay. 05. So if that was 2015, I think the health and wellness program that WWE had would have been way better about it. Um, same thing with his best friend, Chris Benoit. You know, you realize how many concussions he took, how many chair shots, and a flying headbutt. You know, things would have been, things could have been a little different. But yeah, that was, I, I forgot what I was doing. All I know is I was, I was everybody watched SmackDown. Yeah, man, I was Eddie Guerrero. And there was, I, I see Batista crying, Kurt, and everybody. I'm like, oh, this is tragic. This sucks. He lost a legend way too soon. And he was most definitely a legend. Without, without before we got to WWE, he was a legend. Something I think about a lot is, um, you know, a lot of those guys in that era, um, for example, Edge and Christian, they're wrestling again. But mm-hmm. I can only imagine how instrumental those guys are behind the scenes with the younger generation, with the younger talent. And I can only imagine what Eddie Guerrero w- would have been like, um, you know, back then. Who knows? Maybe an AEW locker room or in a WWE locker room, but him becoming a you know, someone as a, as someone as a coach or even as a, as a match agent, right. God, his experience and what he's been able to do and accomplish, it would have been invaluable for whoever would have been able to pay whatever Mm -hmm. he demanded. So, right. Yeah. It's a, that's a tough loss. 100%. I think Sasha Banks, I think dedicated like her career to uh, Eddie. That's, that was, that's a fair, I was a favorite wrestler growing up. And also, and also uh, Peyton Royce. Mm -hmm. She like, she like, I think at mania her, like, Wrestling attire was dedicated to Guerrero's. So it's it's crazy. And just imagine, like he only passed away at age thirty-eight. And usually, like wrestlers, they retire around like their mid to late forties. So he had. I, I think Eddie could have definitely had like, you know, if he was you know healthy, he could have had a, another like good five or six years in. Probably. Him. I would. I would and just you. imagine like all the different like matches or feuds he could have had. Even, and I and I wonder, I wonder if Eddie didn't like pass away, what would the state of Benoit would have been? Because I, even though Benoit had that already, you know, I, I don't, I think the 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 passing of Eddie Guerrero, like that really, was it, like, yeah, that was like the, you know, that was that was that, was, on the kick. that was it for Benoit. Yeah, but um, have you thought about getting into wrestling? Because you know, we all thought about getting at some point. <laughs> um. I knew at a young age that uh, taking bumps and all of that was just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the wrestling match on a trampoline with my friends and, you know, swanton bombs off roofs into mm-hmm. pools, you know what I mean? But to ever get into the profession, no. And that's why I respect it so much because that's it's a brutal lifestyle. Right. But uh, I respect it, but not for me. <laughs> not yeah. for me. I'm going to do it. Well, yeah. at some point, I'm gonna do. Yeah. Let me I'll, let me go to a class and learn how to take bumps, learn how to do maneuvers, counters, and know what it's like. One day out of you know what the 280 days these guys are on on tour, whatever it is, I'm gonna do it. We should do it. We should do Dude, it. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> let me <laughs> give me a couple of years because with this whole knee situation, but um, yeah, it would be fun just just to just to take a few bumps and, and, and learn the ropes and how to do it just for fun. Yeah. I, I just know what it's like. Okay. Yeah, I tried I, this. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would, so, I, that I'm down for. <laughs> so you named, you named your favorite male wrestler. How about female wrestler? Oh, it's, it's hard. Um, 
the name that comes up to my head right now is Sasha Banks, um, just because of she's excellent on the microphone. I love her persona. Um, I love her as a heel. Um, and I actually did see her career when she first started uh, wrestling into into what she is now. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Sasha Banks, I really, really do love what she brings to the table. Um, yeah, I go with Sasha Banks. Is she the best female wrestler on the roster today? Uh, WWE roster? Yeah. Mm. It's hard. I don't know. No, I, I, I'd have to say no. Because there's a lot of a lot of girls, especially especially in NXT, where a they haven't even made TV time, but you know they're hustling and you know mm-hmm. they're gonna make something there, and you know you know them from the Indies or from Japan or from Mexico, so you're you know fans like us were aware of what they're capable, right. you know, learning the the WWE style of of doing business and then working. Um, no, I don't think she's the best at WWE because I feel like there's a lot of women breathing down her neck. And, and all it takes is one match, one promo, one good program to get you an, another high into that upper echelon. Right. You know, main main top card spot. And, and if Sasha Banks is there right now, which she is, she can get bumped down just like anybody can. So, um, yeah. yeah, the rise and fall of these these stars are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but then I look at Thunder Rosa and I'm like, man, could you imagine her with, with a Charlotte, with a Becky, with a Sasha? You know, it's like, damn, what 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 can that look like? You know, it's it's a it's a interesting world to be a wrestling fan right now because I, I never this is my attitude era basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm having fun with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can, I can respect that. I'm still going. I, I mean, I love Trish, but I might go with AJ Lee for my my personal choice. Cause... Oh, AJ Lee is great, and how and how can I forget Lita? You said Trish. I loved yeah. Lita in the ring. Oh my god. Yeah, she was a force. So, though, uh, I didn't ask you who was your who, uh, favorite female. You know, it was always between Trish or Lita. You know, it, it's hard. I mean, right now, Gennaro currently. <laughs> She's good, but uh, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Io Shirai. Oh, okay. My man, my man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right, right now, the, the you know the way she just I don't know. She's just built different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you weren't an attitude era person. So ruthless aggression that was pretty much. You got TNA. Which is now Impact. New Japan is always New Japan. Yeah, Lucha Underground. We had Triple A. Where did you did you follow much of? Were you just a WWE guy at the time, or did you um, watch like multiple like multiple programs? So I Not- came across I came across TNA, and one of the first uh, segments of TNA had AJ Styles in it. When I was I I I say this to all my wrestling fans, and like. It's hard to say, but I, at that age, watching a little bit of AJ Styles and watching John Cena, I always thought to myself, man, what will that AJ Styles-Cena match look like one day? And I'm like 10, 12, 14, whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that'd be sick. And then it actually happened. You know? Dream match, that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, definitely TNA. So once I started watching TNA, then WWE, then I heard about Ring of Honor because I was hearing whispers of CM Punk. Um, mm-hmm. So I caught the tail end of the summer of punk when he 
was threatening to leave the company and he signed that WWE contract what a great time. On, the, on the belt, you know what I mean? So that was fun. And then through that led me into New Japan and, you know, all these other different territories and CMLL and Mexico and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it was WWE, then TNA, and then the floodgates just open because you just get lost into it. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, were you a big fan of Samoa Joe back in the day? I love Samoa Joe. That triple threat match was it AJ, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Right. For the X Division title. For the, yeah. Oh, my God. I, till this day, if I have a, uh, an hour to kill, I'll just put it on because I love that match. I Till this day, I still watch it. Was Absolutely. that one of your favorite matches of all time? It's up there. I'd have to – top five, definitely. All right, give me a top five then. Oh, that match was – Samoa Joe won – I don't know if he's healthy or not, but he's got to come back and just mm-hmm. wrestle because I need, I need a dominant heel that will be on tape every single week. But so top, top five that I've seen live or top five that have been able to go back into like the database of the WWE network and uh, catch you both because when okay. you've seen it, then you'll see it later. Yeah. So things that the the number one match for me that I've witnessed uh, is. That I went back and saw. I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Okay. Just Icon. icon. The match itself, you know, whatever. But the story they told and the crowd, the Uh crowd reaction, it's just undeniable to me. It's like, wow. I can only imagine what Stone Cold would have been like if he faced Hogan instead or whatever the case is, you know, but that just all the time <laughs> atmosphere. Oh my God. It's hard to say. It's hard to say those two. Um, I was actually at NXT takeover when they went to uh, Brooklyn for the first time. Okay. So the, it was the fatal four way, right? The Charlotte, Becky, Sasha. No, which is a, so it was a three. They tore that house down. And I saw Sasha Banks almost, almost break her neck when she went out uh, the suicide mm-hmm. dive. Oh my God, that was that was incredible uh, to see to see that live. Um, of course, the the TNA match, and then that's three. Um, right now, recently, that Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match, amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. So that's four, and then going back into the database. Um. Oh my God! All right, ready for this? What'd Cena, Owens won. When okay. Owens, when <laughs> Owens, when Owens actually won. Right. I love Owens, Kevin Steen. I saw his last match before he went to WWE because the last match that he wrestled was up here Northeast Wrestling in Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. It was a show on the baseball field, Renegades, I believe, and yeah. he wrestled Jerry Lawler. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I was there. For, I, I was there. I was gonna that. go to that, and I was like, oh, I, I didn't get a chance to get the table. It was sold out. And for what I what I recall, the entire Renegade Stadium was sold. It was it was standing room only. The whole <laughs> the whole park, the whole ballpark, the whole field was filled. The entire area. So they had to build. I think it was a little like a um, little mini tension on the back so they could, they could record it. People were in the parking lot screaming. I heard it. I heard the. It was crazy. It was, it was amazing. the largest, largest crowd at an event at that at the at that stadium. The atmosphere in the stadium was bonkers, bonkers. Um, yeah, that's yeah, definitely. But uh, I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. Um, so yeah, okay. those are my five. I'll go with that. Uh, all right. Who was your favorite heel back in the day? 
growing up. Follow it up with your favorite, with your favorite, uh, favorite face or baby face. Growing up that I've witnessed. It's funny. I was having a discussion the other day. Favorite baby face was Cena. Favorite baby face. Cena when he was like just at the tail end of thugonomics. Um, That was the best. (laughs) Honestly, Chris Jericho, because the whole Shawn Michaels thing fiasco. That was great. That was fantastic. The work they did with Cena that got me back into wrestling. Um, I I legitimately hated him. Mm -hmm. I remember screaming at my TV wanting this guy to get his ass kicked. So um, right now, though, MJF is phenomenal. Everything that dude, everything that dude does is gold right now. Everything. And that segment yesterday. That was oh my the best part. Oh we'll God. talk about that in a bit. I can't but... wait. But yeah, recently MJF, uh, all time, I had to give it to Ric Flair. Okay. Ric Flair for me. Absolutely. Loma Hill, he still put out great product. That last last match with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Unbel- uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. If you had to pick, all right. If you got into wrestling mm-hmm. and say you made it from the indies to the small events to the big leagues to your, mm-hmm. your WWE, who would you face? What title would you fight for? Oh, and what's the gimmick? I hate match. You you know universal uh, or well heavyweight hell in a cell inferno match. Just a, a straight up uh, street fight. <laughs> I would, if I could ever, Seth Rollins, because okay. I think that I think he can do everything. He can. He's a high flyer. He can work the mat. He can. He can be. He can be a submission. He can be technical. He can. He can do everything, and he, he does it well. He may not be the best, but he does everything well. Um, I would love to work with Rollins. Um, a ladder match, definitely. Okay. Um, Any. I've always loved the Intercontinental title. Yeah, we're kind of in sync. Because yeah. as we were saying it, I was like, <laughs> instead of Rollins, I was like, uh, Rollins, I mean, uh, I was like, Styles, ladder match, IC yep, title. IC title, definitely. Um, and the gimmick. What's the gimmick? Oh, my God. Um, it would have to be a combination of what Stone Cold and John, uh, what Moxley's doing right now. That unhinged just badass rebel who just take doesn't take no for an answer and just finds a way okay um, that that would have to be it for me now you going in as a heel or going in as a face oh i want i want rollins as a heel okay i would love rollins as a heel um i would love it if it was like a heel heel versus heel type of thing but we know they don't do that so mm-hmm. i'll have to be the face so Okay. okay but that. like a long, like a long story of like me chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and him something getting in the way or him, you know, worming his way out of situations and just so for five the ultimate stars, three, and, and, five and this match, and this match takes place in Mania. At Mania, absolutely. That sounds like something creative does not do for WWE. <laughs> that sounds like at least six months. And oh, it was actually three months. In. All right, we'll kill it. Go elsewhere. <laughs> One hundred percent. That's crazy. That's that's that's, that's, that's good. I'm an IC. I'm 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 an IC guy. The Intercontinental yeah. Championship is very underappreciated. It's probably the most historic belt, in my opinion, because everybody everybody gets that, and those who get it, who have great careers, that was always the first belt they always had. 
Yeah, so, the workhorse. I'm, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Now, now I got a question. Your favorite faction? Ooh, <laughs> that's a great question. Wow. Okay. Let's say three MB. Love it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, currently and recently this whole inner circle pinnacle war that's going on is just so freaking good and i love proud and powerful the fact that i can i'm able to see them and god what are they called now uh ftr seeing them go toe-to-toe with their different styles and you know these these southern boys and these northeast wildcats you know um oh god that that one's good but old time Four horse, uh, four horsemen. Okay. Four horsemen. Can't go wrong with anything you just said. <laughs> four horsemen for me. Can't go wrong. You know, Dudley's for me. That whole faction was just great. Between uh, did you two. guys like the main event mafia over at TNA? They're cool. They were yeah, cool. I like that. That that was that they was had, fun. They had two two. They had two versions. I like the first version. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the original version because then when they came back, it was cool. But it was like. Uh, they added, I think it was like Magnus, which is okay. And then they added, I think it was uh, Rampage Jackson. And I was like, well, no, no, stop. Yep, yep. I haven't heard of Magnus in forever. <laughs> hey, is, isn't he the one that's with um, Mickey James? Yes. Yeah. He'll be in WWE at some point. <laughs> yeah, he's got Everybody gets a shot. Everybody gets a shot with them. I mean, unless, um, unless, uh, AEW beats them to the punch. Well, if Mickey goes and, and what? No other point. I mean, shit. Andrade, I think, is going to be uh, on his way. I think. So, how do you oh. feel about how do you feel about those going now into WWE? How do you feel about the Andrade release? So he did. You guys catch the the interview he gave in Spanish on Facebook? No. Um, Ash was telling me though about it. He was like, "Oh." You, you should catch it, and he had a lot to say. He had a lot to say, yeah. Definitely um, catch it. Um, so I'm definitely gonna like, you know, uh, view it. But um, yeah, you could definitely fill us in because yeah, I- no, it it was a great interview. Um, I was I was watching the ROH pay per view, and uh, the whole time I'm waiting for uh, for Andrade to show up, and he never showed up, and it's because he had COVID. So he's still, you know. I think I think this week is his last week. I believe I'm not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. so that's why he, he didn't show up. But uh, to see where he can go, everywhere he goes, it's hot fire. If he goes to Japan, he made the Los Ignorables. You know what I mean? Like that's easy. He can go to Mexico, easy. He goes to AEW, easy. He can go to ROH, and I think that would be awesome. Because mm-hmm. it would really uh, elevate ROH uh, name status wise, but any I just anywhere he goes, it's like better than WWE. And anywhere he goes, it's going to catch so much traction. And it's exciting. Right. So anywhere, go anywhere, just go anywhere. <laughs> if you had a pig, where'd you want him to go? Um, realistically, I would like to for him to go to Ring of Honor, and then that Ring of Honor New Japan partnership. Mm-hmm. And then go to Japan, uh, you know, come back as 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 La Sombra, and you know, be the head guy of his faction. And then if the Forbidden Door opens, 
if that forbidden door opens into AEW, why not? You know, why not? Okay. Everybody going now, so. Yeah, and the, but the thing is, AEW signing a lot of people. I understand why, but. How, we, we think, so our other cousin, Ash, who's also, oh, he's not here. Um, he is the big AEW guy. Yeah. Um, he's called WCW, WCW 2.0, TNA 2.0. Um, just the next big thing. Um, he has his things about it. I know, uh, so that has his uh opinion on it. How do you feel about AW in the direction of what they're doing in regards to signing everybody? Everyone that they've signed so far makes sense mm-hmm. for me, at least. I can't say one signing where I'm like questionable or whatever. I think the Christian Cage one probably caught people by surprise. But it goes back to him when he left WWE and went to TNA. And look at what he did in TNA. Mm-hmm. You know, So I think he's more valuable outside. I think a lot of people are much more valuable outside of WWE. And the fact that there's another American company that is able to be on TV and give big contracts and put on an actual really enjoyable wrestling show, mm-hmm. I welcome it with, a, with open arms. Um, you know, people like to say, oh, they sign all these old WWE guys. Well, a lot of those old WWE guys have backstage roles. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are mentoring people who have never performed in front of a TV or in front of a camera or hard cam, mm-hmm. you know, in front of a live crowd, in front of live TV. So, you know, nothing was built in one day or in two days. Like, it takes time. You got to develop these people. Look at Team Taz, that the big, I forgot his name, the big dude. He has yet to have a wrestling match, really. Right. But it's because they're mentoring him. They know he's green. They know that he's he's got he's got the look and everything. He's got the size. But you know, once he gets the ball rolling, gets a hang of it, sheesh, that could be the next main event superstar. We don't know. But um, I like the fact that they how they build characters. You know, I like the fact how these little Easter eggs that 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 you that when things happen, you come back and you're like, oh, that's what they've been doing for the past three, four, five, six, seven, eight months. It's like, oh, right. that's long-term storybooking. Isn't that what we've been complaining for for so long with WWE, you mm-hmm. know? So I welcome it with open arms. Um, as long as they're used well and not constantly taking shots at WWE or, you know, a name that doesn't make sense. Right. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, they're able to change. And I like that. Adaptability. <clears throat> Why not? That's probably the most educated more <laughs> eloquent answer we've had try to scrap things and <laughs> you did a good job with that thank you <laughs> so uh okay so for one for, for one coming to another um if you were to name name a few um underutilized and or underappreciated wrestlers in wwe probably Ooh. need a new a new face, a new company, a new a change. Who would you name if you name a few? Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roderick Strong. I don't know what they're doing. They're going to do with Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to say Kyle O'Reilly after this Adam Cole match because he lost twice to Finn Balor already. Right. Um, you know, off the top of my head, yeah, those those guys definitely. Right. So easy. <laughs> so simple. Yeah, yeah, and I love all those guys. You know, I, I really do. You, you know, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I thought, I thought his list was gonna match with my list, and I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I see what he says. Like, 
it makes sense. You got guys like, well, for Solo's case, Ricochet. Um, love Alice them in Black, Lucha Underground, man. Is, I love them in Lucha Underground. Love who is Soto's uh, favorite right now, Alistair Black. is getting no airtime, no nothing. Bingo. So it's like, all right, you booked him to be like this taker figure, and you just sent them off to I mean, supposedly they said that he he was he's like been dealing with minor injuries. But um and that I don't know, but supposedly he's gonna come back. I mean his last match was like I think it was like October or wow. September, something like that. But um yeah, they said that he's he's like his return is like any day now, so I don't know how that how that's gonna work out. To be honest with okay. you, that's fair. All right, if you had to pick a better product, um, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, where would you go? NXT, <sighs> NXT, <laughs> NXT, man. Everybody with common sense will say, "See, I'm a SmackDown guy," but mm-hmm. you gotta look at the product at NXT and what they're doing down there. It's like, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. This is they have to Tri- Triple H knows exactly what the fans are looking for. Yeah. Whereas and and if you saw like like even like if you saw like yesterday's episode of NXT, the whole like video package between Kyle O'Reilly and and uh, Adam Cole that was amazing, absolutely perfect. I was just like, yeah, that I I. Caught it this morning because um, I was watching AEW yesterday. But wow, I just I'm invested. I mean, I I know their history and them and ROH and whatnot, but I'm invested, man. That that's one hell of a package. I can't remember the last time a video package made me feel like that. But yeah, that they do that so well. So how you feel about Ron's uh, WWE merging with um, I think it's NBC with Peacock or whatnot? You think it's a good move for them? So I have Peacock because um, there's that three tier like five ninety nine, seven ninety nine, and then fifteen ninety nine. I actually have Peacock because I'm a huge soccer guy, so I get right. all the English games through Peacock. So I quit the WWE Network. I've I haven't had it for maybe six, seven years now. Uh, so the fact that I can get it through my regular normal Peacock subscription works out perfectly for me. Um, right. What do I think? Um, Let's see where it goes, you know. Let's see where it goes. It's, it's you know, it, it could be really good or it could be just blow up in their face. So, you know, that side of things I'm not so knowledgeable about, but from the little things that I do know, let's see where it goes. Let's see how it plays out. Hopefully it goes well, and if it doesn't, you know, what do you do with the network then? Okay. In contrast, how do you feel about AEW going with TNA? And doing a whole you know, cross, cross, um, cross company, cross platform. How do you feel about that? I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. Um, the last thing that that's happened was what TNA and WWE, the Christian Cage and Ric Flair swap. Yeah. You know? um, I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. I just hope that TNA is getting something out of this too, rather than just exposure. Because if they mm-hmm. if Rich Swan loses and Kenny has all the belts, it's like, thank you. What do you? How I'm do you glad. Do for what does that do for TNA? Oh my God, I was so you know happy I mean? you mentioned it. Like, what do you do there? I, I, look, I agree. I'm 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 with you 100%. Soto, it's just like I don't. I think. What do you do? Who's the, do you build a guy for three four months in TNA and then he comes to AW and just 
shocks the system, shocks the world. Thanks, <laughs> pun intended. Um, you know, but and is how is that going to lead into New Japan or whatever? You know, the Forbidden Door. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just uh, like I, I mentioned I before. I mentioned before. Like, I'm I'm for the partnership, but at the same time, it's like with with uh, like let's say the world champion picture. It's like you're having Kenny Omega like get all this exposure with, you know, Rich Swan is taking the hit. Um, I, I mean, I think that match shouldn't have been done. Uh, maybe in the long run. Uh, I think it's like too early, but uh, one of the things I mentioned, it's like, you know, I feel like with AEW, if the, AD, the AEW stars are getting more exposure to the impact. The only impact stars that, that have been on the spotlight are the Good Brothers. And that's it. But, you know, in AW, you, you had Matt Hardy, you had uh, Private Party, you had, you know, um, who else? Oh, Kenny, obviously. Um, but I don't know. I, I just hope that, you know, there's something good for Impact in the long run. Yeah, me too. Because uh, right now it really seems too one-sided. And if that match goes the way we all think it's going to go... You know, I hope there's big plans for TNA in the future. Well, that's the thing, because TNA at one point was literally keeping up with WWE for a good maybe three, four years. The money was going well. They were ha- they were selling out crowds at the rate. They were the whole. I think they made more money than WWE one year on the European tour. I, I think I think what made Impact or TNA at the time like more unique was the fact that I wish they could bring back the six sided ring. That was and- fun. Yeah, and then just the fact that they focus more on um, the X Division, so you would see, like, you know, high-flying, you know, moonsaults and all this, like, moves that we've never seen or, or we're not used to seeing, so, you know, everybody would just tune in. But then after that, you know, they had financial, you know, difficulties, and it just all went downhill from there. Yeah, they lost a lot. But they, were, they You had Sting, you had Jeff Hardy, you had... Lashley, you had Art Truth, you had Christopher Daniels, you had Styles, you had Samoa Joe. You had some really good, genuine talent. Christian, um, my man Joseph Park, aka Abyss. You know, yeah, a lot, you had a lot of guys. They're like, all right, this guy's nice. Okay, this guy's nice. I was like, all right, you have a lot of, a lot of cleft talent. I mean, Kurt was on his back end, but he became Perk Angle now instead of Kurt Angle. But <laughs> you know, but glad he got cleaned up with that issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Bischoff running it for a while, and it was either Dudley's. Yeah. I don't so know. You, you guys know how Impact is on uh, on Twitch, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'll I'll put on Twitch. I'll put it. I'll put it on on my TV if I'm working on music or whatever, just to have something in the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look back and I'm like, damn, Bobby Roode is Impact Heavyweight Champion. I'm like, damn, he looks like, damn, he's good. Like, and he didn't. You know do what I mean? Nothing. Nothing. NWE. No. Um, Meanwhile, he got carried over to go to NXT to get more he, money. He just and oh, again, well, his run in NXT was nice, uh, but it wasn't as you know good as obviously Impact. But when he made that you know jump to the to the main stage, it was like <laughs> yeah. But watching watching that on Twitch and seeing all these guys, I just go wow. Like Impact really had like a crazy good roster, like. Just I don't know, just thinking back at it now, and it's just like wow, you did so well. It was good. <laughs> that yeah, was so good. 
okay, so you're not gonna grow. But back then, I never came up. I came up. I don't care what you gotta do. Put the part of the fucking TV, and they did, and they dealt with what they gotta deal with, and now yeah. they're on the way to getting their way back up. There's some good time there now. Yeah, that you know, moves. the whole the whole Hulk Hogan, and then going on to Monday nights trying to compete with Raw. That that's where they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. For me, at least. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Just I bad. agree. Them being on whether it was a Tuesday night or Thursday night, like it was good. You're by yourself, so your crowd is you're not trying to steal. Because at some point, oh well, let's watch some Raw. And the Raw episode beats you that one week. You might lose a couple of thousand views, and to come like that compared to WWE, who as we've seen can take major hits. They I'll be lose. honest with you. The way that Raw's being run right now, AEW can compete with Raw. And I think AEW would probably generate more views than Raw. Yeah. Like, Raw has been trashed for the past, like... Three months. I was, I was, I almost said a year. Because it's like... <laughs> because it, it, it just hasn't been, like, that good. And, like, um, you know, the whole move with, with NXT now to, like, Tuesdays, they're going to generate, like, they're going to generate a lot of views. Um, and, 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 and SmackDown has been solid. So they've yeah. had their good times. They have, they've been, you know, they've had their, you know, but they've been like consistent, I, I would say. But Raw has just been, the only thing that's carrying Raw, in my opinion, right now, the is the whole or- Orton Fiend storyline. And that's it. I mean, they only broke up the Hurt business, man. Like, I was, like it, they were good. <laughs> I love I. I loved it. I love what they were doing, man. I really did. Well, I, I, I was invested. A rumor has it that they like they're looking to get more members, and I don't know how. Like I don't know. So splitting them up would make them. I don't know. It, it made no sense because, like, when I like when I look at the her business, they kind of like you could kind of like compare them in a way to um, evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, now I, I think they broke up too, too soon, but now I heard that it's a possibility that like Ricochet might turn heel and join the Hurt Business. How okay. true that is, I don't know, but if it does, like, that'd be awesome because like I said before, he's being under Because Sean Benjamin's always been good. He's always been a great worker no matter what. Such like Alexander, this is the third time in like a year and a half he's been put on the shelf again. So it's like, yo, what are you doing? Lashley's chant MVPs of voice, you know, whatever is whatever. But it's like, yo, bro, you got to stop doing this. Now, granted, they did a great job with um, what's Ali's group, that trash. Retribution? That, yeah, that, that was garbage. That, good. You messed it up. Let it run its course. Get rid of it. Cool. But it's like, the Herpes was good. They, had, they were tag champs about, like, what, a month and change? And you got last year's champ. It's like, oh, like, what the fuck's the problem? Like, I don't know what Chris is going to do, but we shall see. I mean, Whereas, they, they just need to come up with some other things because, listen, no, like, no hate against them, but, like, out of all the teams, you had the Hurt Business drop the titles to the New Day. Like, I mean, and no, dis- you know, not to disrespect the New Day. I like them. But, damn, you could have given it to another team, you know? Anybody else. Anybody else. Stop recycling talent, and that's and that's the good thing about AEW is when they when they trans when they transition different different champs, 
it's not like a quick turnaround. They have the belts for a while, so you learn, you grow, trying, you try to grow into the talent. Like I know Soto wasn't a big fan of Moxie's run, but when Moxie first got the belt, it was good for a good three months. Then it started getting a little stale, and then when you dropped it, they're like, "Thank God you're done. Next person. Now you grow into where it's gonna, you know, how's it gonna be." Omega's got it, so it's like, cool. No one, those who really follow Omega, who see him in New Japan, who see him all over the place, will know Kenny Omega is a fantastic worker. But now, as champ, he's being more viewed with everybody else. You're gonna grow these guys, the personalities, the characters, the gimmicks. You're gonna grow, and people enjoy these characters until it grows stale. But A does a great job at having these guys, and then when it's time to go, they do right away, and it's time to go. Rather than okay, you lose the belt, you get the belt back, you have it for a month, and you lose it for good. Like you should just got rid of it all together. So, um, um, since we're on the AEW topic, I just love the fact that the women's division is finally improving, and that's being led by Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I don't know how Britt Baker hasn't been champion. Like, I, I just, she should have been, you know, either the first or second. I just don't know how she hasn't been champion yet. But I, I like um, what they're doing with her though, um, because you know when she first signed, you know, people were like, "Oh my gosh, she's terrible!" Like, you know, then she got hurt and whatnot. And I don't, I who whose project? She's someone's project. Is it Cody? I think is, is I think there's one person who's like really like focusing yeah. in on her. I don't know if it's Cody or Dustin. I, don't, I think it was. I think it was Brought Dustin because Dustin. I think I think it was Dustin who suggested that she should go heel. Okay. Okay. But, there we go. Um. Let me see. Hold on. I mean, you guys. Let me see. I, I'll I'll look that up, but. It's been a TNA product, and it was an epic fail with WWE. But now with the with the with the cross platforming, if what do you feel about Gail Kim? <laughs> um, <laughs> Gail Kim, yeah, I think she's amazing. I loved her in TNA. She was phenomenal in the. I think she's phenomenal in the ring. Um. Mm. I would love to see her as a as a coach, as a mentor, as someone that mm-hmm. these girls could could get advice from. You know, as someone who you know, like a Dustin, like a Cody, like a, like an Omega now with the women's because he he's also very heavily involved in that. I'd love to see her um, come in and, and teach these girls and whatnot. I don't think she'll ever go to WWE due to those. Not anymore. <laughs> you know? they, yeah, no. For like, oh, I don't know. Oh, was like I'm out. Like I quit. My, my fault. Yeah. So. <laughs> So going back real quick to uh, uh, Britt Baker's. So she said on uh, Sunday night's uh, main event po- uh, podcast, uh, she said it was Kenny Omega, Kenny the cleaner. She said uh, he had the idea of turning me heel. I remember I was in the ring one day just training. He came up to me and talked to me about it. He's like, what do you think about uh, being a heel? We don't really have any heels. And, you know, maybe this would work. So it was Kenny's idea. Kenny, there you go. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, Kenny is all right. Name your top five best rosters in the world. Well, not the best one. Best wrestlers in the world. This is every every roster, every company. Man, that's hard. Um, right off the bat, I go Omega Ibushi, mm-hmm. Okada. Okay. I love Pentagon Jr. God, I, I love Pentagon, dude. I love what he does in the ring. 
And then I'll select one guy from WWE as the guy there, AJ Styles. Okay. Even though he's got miles on him, I love I now I is love it AJ. because you gotta pick one guy there or you would have went elsewhere. Uh just to pick a WWE guy, you know, if I were if I if that option was still open uh anywhere in the world. Uh, I thought you can go everywhere but WWE. I was like, oh, well, that says a lot about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone but WWE. I'll do you know everyone I just said. Jeez, so many names going through my head. I'm just gonna have to say one: Minoru Suzuki. Just because yeah. I I love his his strong style stuff and. The things that he did with Dean, uh, uh Dean, Jesus, Moxley, um, mm-hmm. so much fun. Okay, makes sense. So I, I thought it was like, all right, cool. I was like, yeah, maybe he's gonna pay another, another anybody but WWE. Yeah, they, they people tend to hate. You know, I think they had a lot of great wrestlers. I think what they did with Roman Reigns was incredible because finally <laughs> he was gonna be like, like I'm just this this Aki dude. This is gonna run around and beat people up. He's gotten better. Got his teeth in. I don't know if his teeth are that bad. So he got his teeth. Like, you know what? He's better. His whole teeth getting redone. He just looks more presentable now. But, his, you know, his his mannerisms too in front of the camera. His camera work. It's like I like it. It looks it, good. It was a big change. Yeah. I don't think it was a Paul Heyman thing. I'm gonna say it is become a Paul Heyman guy. I always be Paul Heyman guy. But I think what they did behind the scenes to just improve him. And I think after they kind of realized after Cena and him got into it. I think I was like, all right, if we're going to make him the guy, we have a lot of work to do. And I think what they did now was a perfect time. You know, he was off he was off TV due to, you know, got back from leukemia and all that. So the fact that you got off that and you were able to get that time to better yourself, it was the perfect situation to do so. So I thought, I was, all right, cool. This is dope. Good for you. I, I, if not, I don't know if one's really heel anymore, but Reigns is probably the best heel in the business today he's up there he's not the guy yeah you said randy i don't want to consider randy a heel Mm. anymore i think he's starting to lean away a little bit he's got yeah you could put you could put randy roman and omega as the the three three best heels in in the wrestling business today and not just in the just their companies you know companies and then mjf i guess you know because mjf is a natural heel just love it but uh, but with, with Reigns, it's the best thing that ever happened to him because like once the Shield, you know, broke up and whatnot, like I, I feel like WWE really tried to force like fans to like Roman, you know, like oh you know now that scene is away, you know you guys gotta you know like Roman, and um you know just the fact that. Now they have a character in like in place for Roman, so Roman's like this whole um, tribal chief and whatnot. So right, so it's I don't know, I love it. Him, I don't know what the fiend is, but the fiend is fantastic. Um, I've always been a Bobby Lashley guy. Lashley finally got the belt. God bless him. Just don't lose it, Mania. Come on, <laughs> give him more time. I know the time had fans that have been dying um, to have McIntyre win in front of fans. Now, how do you feel about McIntyre's run as champ? Did you um, like it? Was it decent, good, bad, amazing? I like, I like it. I liked it. I like him as champ. It's just like keep me interested in him as a champion. 
you know, mm-hmm. like after after like a while, it was just like, eh, he's just an, he's just another dude. When's he gonna lose the title now? You know, like like he got that Brock Lesnar rub, great. Now let's let's expand on that. What can we do? Build up these other guys and have them beat them. That's fine, but you know, give them new challenges. After a while, I was just like, all right, I get it. Like I know where this is going. You know, so it, it's just it's not his fault. It's just creative creative so if you okay so if you were in creative what would be the first thing you would change to make to make WWE better we'll say WWE for now what would you do to make as creative leader lead of creative what would you do to make them better fire half the writers (laughs) <laughs> that is, there's too many cooks in the kitchen way too many cooks in the kitchen and uh have people outside people are great because they can offer you new perspectives and new ideas that you might not see but mm-hmm. use the people that brought you to the dance talk to rick flair hey what do you think about the product billy gunn when he was there um Triple H, use him more, you know? Um, There's so many people back there that are willing to help, that are willing to make the product better. Um, People who actually have experience uh, doing this long-term-wise, let's see what they think. You know, it's not just, I say this and this is going to go and I'm going to, and I'm going to, you know, I say it because this is going to happen. Oh, I woke up angry this morning. I don't want Bobby Lashley's champ anymore. Give it to well, Drew. They did with Kobe Kingston. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, talk to these guys who have experience, who want to help and, and involve the talent too. Where do you think this can go? How can this go? Yeah, this is my, this is my company because I'm pretending I'm Vince, but um, you know, be open to suggestions and adapt and that's the thing that WWE does terribly. They don't adapt. They can't adapt. They just don't know how to for some reason. And we all know why. <laughs> but um, adapt. And if things happen, adapt again. You know, nothing has to be so set in stone. Uh, it's called creativity for a reason. Get creative. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not the early 2000s. It's not the 90s. It's not the 80s. You know, we're living in a different time now. Uh Look at what's going on in the world. Connect to that. Connect to your audience. Because right now, everything seems so disconnected. And it, whenever I watch Raw, I feel like... I almost feel like insulted. Like I, I feel like my, my intelligence is being insulted. It's like... I know what's going to happen here. You think I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like... Come on. Like, give me something. Get, motivate me. Make me want to watch the channel. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what AEW does so well. Even even through you know rest in peace Brody Lee, you know look at look at what they were able to do with the Dark Order. Now they were able to adapt to get fresh. Yes, yeah, some things might be silly here and there, but um, that's the point of this. It's entertainment. It's sports right. entertainment. Yeah, but let's get let's have fun. Let's you know not everything has to be so. Ugh, just just to. <laughs> Just that makes keep, sense. Just, you, can, you can put it on worst parties. Like, bleh, like. Yeah, it's still like, 
bland, you know? It's like going to a nice restaurant and all of a sudden you get a small portion and you're paying $150 for it. Like, right. what, what is it? I'd rather go to McDonald's and get me a nice burger, even though it's going to make me sick later, later on, but, but it's at least, at least I know what I'm doing. One-tenth of the price. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I would just, um, guys like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, you know, give these guys more more screen time. These go, these guys know how to, to uh, work together. You know, it sucks that they're getting thrown into a mania, what, with like a week or two, like, you know, rivalry. Like, that nah, kind of sucks. Like, what is that? Do, okay, so how do you feel about, because, you know, May is right around the corner. How do you feel about these matches being built? Like, how 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 the build-up, the match selections, how do you feel about what they've been doing this year compared to last year or previous years? I mean, they had to adapt, obviously, given the – you know, the circumstances of the pandemic or whatnot, but everything just feels rushed. Everything feels like, oh, we got to do this. Uh, okay. WrestleMania is in a little bit, a little bit more. It's like, uh, everything just feels rushed. And I feel like we all knew what the car was going to be already. And then nothing exciting has happened. And it's like, oh, okay. It's the like same cookie cutter BS. Mm-hmm. You know, it's point A to point B to point C to get to the WrestleMania. Okay, great. I got it. You know, now the most exciting thing about WrestleMania is the other shows going on, going on. Bloodsport, Joey Janela's thing, um, AEW. I think AEW is having a show, I believe. NXT, like WrestleMania is like just what, what, what else is on to get me excited, to get me, to get me going, motivated for right. to even watch this show. So Everything just feels Any rushed you and cookie cutter. Are you curious to watching? What's that? Any match that you're curious to watch? I really want to. I am really excited to see what Moxley and Barnett do for Bloodsport because okay. I think I had a great time watching uh, Moxley and is it Davy Boy Smith at at the at the last Bloodsport five? Um, that to me, I thought that was really cool. I love the finish. I had a great time watching it. Um, I'm interested interested to see what Moxie and Barnett does uh, do. Sorry. And um, yeah, that card is going to be fun. NXT. I really am excited for the uh, Cole O'Reilly thing, a uh, rivalry to take place and uh, see what AEW does too. Um, the Joey Janela uh, show is going to be super fun. He, he's known to be putting a, a very fun and exciting crowd together. So yeah, I'm excited for WrestleMania weekend, just not WrestleMania. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So it's like, you can't, especially wrestling fans, the month of April is always a big month. Even March, March, April, and May, that whole, that three-month span is actually, it's a big, everything's going on. Somebody has something, whether it's now they do with Mania, now AEW, TNA's trying to put out these, they're trying to add another pay-per-view. I think Ring of Honor trying to come out with more stuff. New Japan's always putting stuff in the middle right before summer hits. So it's really, it's, you know, these months coming in now is like, okay, this is it. This is now. Yeah, I was talking to my friend and he, he, he let me know that after WrestleMania, there's wrestling on every single day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, except the weekends. But it's like, wow, like, we're back to that again. Like, that's so exciting. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's good to be a wrestling fan again. Because um, for a while, it sucked. <laughs> But uh, no, it's good. It's um, hopefully WWE gets their act together, man. I really do. I hope so. Do you feel okay? Uh, do you feel TNA will get back to where it once was 10, <clears throat> 10, 15 years ago? 
I don't think they can recreate what they did 10, 15 years ago. But I do think they can lead their own way and have their own newer version of success and being able to compete with these other companies. It's just a matter of being creative, getting eyes on the product and stuff like that. Hey, even even when they're on Twitch, like three, four o'clock in the morning, they have 250 people still watching. You know what I mean? Okay. That's great. Um, and when their shows are live, they they almost pull in a, like 1K or 2K. So that's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just think they just need to keep going and use those relationships, you know, use that relationship with, with ROH and AW, but make sure you get something out of it because right now it seems too one-sided. So right. yeah, I hope that they get something and I sure I'm sure they will because Don Callis is is one of the bookies right I believe and working with Omega and, and being the in between between all three companies because he's I believe he's still working for New Japan too uh commentary wise he's got his hands with a lot of stuff exactly and he's like the perfect guy to be able to mitigate you know the business dealings with all three companies so yeah I I hope that TNA uh, impact can can get back up because it's TNA. we all yeah. love it TNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no definitely um, you think AEW will overtake WWE as the top company in the world? Between us fans and our minds, I think probably yes. Business-wise and money and stocks and, and all those extra things that don't really interest me at all. I think WWE is too big to fail. Okay. Um, what I, you know, I don't, something that is interesting to me is what happens to WWE after Vince McMahon passes away. That's so we've spoken about it as you probably realized after after these episodes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Man needs to retire. No knock on him, what he's done, taking what he dad, what his dad did, and create this this pyramid, this this world that we've all fell in love with. Years gone by, some you you grow, it happens to everybody. Saying so, no, we you playing basketball, you playing soccer. At some point, the game passes you by. At some point, you got to learn when to hang it up. For Vince, I think he's probably, I'm going to be generous to say five years. Some people may say 10. I think he's five years too far into what he's doing. Um, If he were, God forbid, I'll not God forbid, what if he retires from the company and retires from creative? Who do you think takes over? Is it Shane? Is it Steph? Is it Triple H? Is it um, you know somebody in town relations? Who do you think takes over the mantle as the next person? It's hard to dismiss Triple H because look at what he's doing with NXT, you know? Um, so my vote goes Triple H. Um, Steph and, and Shane. Um, maybe more of a behind-the-scenes role or Shane decides to go, you know, and work in China again or wherever he was before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Triple H take the helm and and be at the top throne and, and, and dictate what happens next. It's just is he though? You know? And then is what he, if he's not really? Yeah, you know, is he? Um because he's getting he's been getting his butt kicked uh, with AEW, but you know, he's cleaning up his his wounds and he's learning. You know, and that that guy to see how smart he is and be in touch with the product and the fans and what we're craving and to find a way and, and, and sign all these different talents and really sign talents who are that word talented. Um, 
it's hard to it's hard to pass up good old H, even though he had that stupid run <laughs> back in the day. But um, yeah. yeah, you know, Triple H definitely. I think I think he could really do something. Mm, I'm with that. That um, Triple H. Go ahead, Soto. No, no, go go ahead. No, I, I, I Triple H. I, I think he's the guy. He's the one that's going to take over because NXT's become legit. I mean, if he does, if he doesn't take over, then someone's in trouble. I, mean, I don't see any. But uh, I, I just, you know, before you know, we close. Like, I just wanted to mention five, um, you know, wrestling rumors and news that happened this week. Um, so there's a rumor going on that Alexa Bliss might get her own mask. Oh, she's finally I don't know how becoming that, the fiend's puppet uh, partner. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but I mean, she's played the role perfectly. Yes. Um, and like I said before, her, Randy Orton, and the fiend, that storyline going on is the only thing that's keeping Raw mm-hmm. alive. Because other than that, I, I don't care what happens. Like, <laughs> you know, that. Like, I only care about the 10, 15 minutes that they're in and the rest, uh, I just, uh, you know. Um, also, we have NXT um, moving to Tuesday nights. Um, I think that's I think that's going to happen pretty soon, April 13th. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when uh, it's going to start taking effect. Uh, reporter Charlie Caruso leaves WWE. Signs a full deal with. She uh, has her ESPN. own podcast with so, uh, Chanel Gumakay. It's really good. Yeah. So, con- congratulations to her. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we had a, a health scare with Road Dog suffering uh, what appeared to be a, a heart attack. He got released. So, I think know, it was we, this uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think it was like yesterday or the day before. So, hopefully, you know. Um, yeah. Well, soon. We we. we yeah, exactly. We wish um, he comes back uh, stronger. Um, and the final one was Rob Van Dam being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm I know that. Old. I know that's your boy. That's my we boy. Used, we used to talk about him back in like uh, back in high school. Yeah. So those who don't know, well, those who know now, uh, Tor and I go back. Uh, we went to the same high school together. Um, I graduated, let me graduate in 12. As a matter of fact, I gotta, we'll, we'll break this down really quick. If you had to pick three dream matches, okay, who would you have? Who would be, what would be your dream match? Dream match, your three dream matches to, to, to see, to watch, to be one chance to sit front, front row or sit at the, at the announcer's table and watch three matches. Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. Okay. Um, <clears throat> wow. A, a Seth Rollins versus a prime AJ Styles. Okay. Ibushi versus Omega, where Omega finally freaking wins. <laughs> okay. Those are my three. Okay. So I'll go Punk Austin. I'd go Angle Brian. And I'll finally go with Taker Sting. Ooh. Oh, that's so juicy. Oh, that's such a good list. I'm talking like 2002 fresh after the merger. You know, and just fire that up. 
So what was your three? Uh, that's so hard, man. <laughs> like I, you guys mentioned three, like right off the bat, and I can only think of one right now. Be <laughs> one. A match that's never happened before, and it should have. Uh, HBK and The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because they just didn't like each other. Yeah. Uh, Is that like, true? They had beef. Yeah. Really? They didn't like each other. Uh, Rock was mixed with the top, and um, after the. After the Austin Michaels Tyson saga at 14, um, Michaels was going to come back because Vince wanted him to fight The Rock. Um, during The Rock's rise, word is is that Michaels had most of DX make sure that The Rock never got over. But The Rock was so much adored by not only Vince, but Shane, and had so much backdoor held by Big Show, by Taker, by Farouk. Mark Henry and, and D'Lo Brown, those were the guys, and of course his dad um, made sure that The Rock was just he he was he was the he was the one he was the nurture he was the teacher's pet the one he was the one they just they took care of no matter what because if Shawn Michaels was tired ninety seven and never came back he's 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 walking the Hall of Fame no no hands down they want to come back and to, to amend differences back and I want to say oh three. And Michaels was be the one that would have put out The Rock. So Rock went to Hollywood. And they would have had it the rematch at Mania at 20. But it had been Rock and Goldberg. And then Goldberg went on to fight Lesnar and that, you know. Mm, and I think right. I think the fans are the one that found out because, you know, reports came out before I should have waited. But no people knew what it was. All right, whatever. We're gonna blue's got the dogs. They both they both don't want to be here. But originally it was gonna be Rock Goldberg, Rock uh, Michaels. Michael sends Rock to Hollywood and then Rock Michaels two at WrestleMania 20 and Rock gets the win to even out. That would have been it. Oh, but wow. Michael was not like the Rock and they rocked like Michaels. It just never happened. Fair play um, to the Rock. I, all right. So I came up with the other two just real quick. One mention that could have happened, they teased it, they teased it, and they never pulled the trigger was Stone Cold and Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, they teased it, and I was just like, "Damn!" Uh, and then, and then, obviously, we we talked back that you know when um, I, I think uh, Toro mentioned um, you know Hulk Hogan and The Rock, Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah. Also, Vince's fault. I asked him about Austin. He could have came back and did whatever, but the damage was done. That was there. You know. Two two alphas fighting fighting against each other and deciding, you know, having the differences and whatnot. But imagine, Oof. imagine. <laughs> but one last thing, I gotta I have the bone picture tutorial. So back in the day on Twitter, talking about sets and stuff stuff going on. I remember like it was just yesterday, and every time I see you, it's like, yo, I gotta bring this up. So I have agreed with you because. We were talking about, I guess, what, I forgot what the type was on Twitter. It was like a couple of years back. I still remember it was just yesterday. I said something about Stone Cold. About who was the best wrestler of all times? So I would go Stone Cold. I picked all his matches. I saw a bunch of retweets. I see you respond back. You said, bro, bro, dot, dot, dot. Stone Cold sucks. He's one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time. Bro, I want to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, he's 
he's the reason why wrestling is still valid today, still alive today. You're like, no, bro, Stone Cold Steve Austin is overrated. He sucks. I was like, what? I'm fucking you. <laughs> oh man. Um who if if do you think that still holds value today? Oh think- no, no. I, I think I went through a phase where like I hated everything WWE stood for. Like there was <laughs> yeah, there was a point where I was just like, I, yeah, screw the rock, the rock sucks, it's stone cold, it's terrible. He he's just like John Cena, he only does like four or five moves, like whatever. But um no, it does it do, it doesn't hold. It's stone cold will forever be a legend. And, you know, the cool thing, too, is, you know, you don't have to do, a, a you know, a ricochet top move maneuver, whatever. What, what does he call it? The 640 or whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah. So, you know, you don't need to do that. But the simplest the simplicity of rock and 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 stone cold to tell a story and to get the crowd involved and to take your time and to those little mannerisms that now that as i'm getting older i can look back and see and be like wow like this dude is a genius in the artistic world of entertainment and to be able to see that and appreciate that now where i am where i'm at in life and what i'm pursuing with my own life i can't help but admire it and there's so many parallels um but what was your what was your other question i'm sorry uh, well, it's a two part before we end this. Mm-hmm. So, who is your most overrated wrestler of all time? Ooh. Overrated. I've been told. I've been told a lot of things. I've been told Mick Foley. I've been oh, told Stop Hart, which I'm like, Mick Foley. I've been told Bret Hart because Bret Hart wasn't. He didn't. He didn't sell. He was just a great wrestler. Yeah. Um, I've been told Punk. I've been told wow. Brock. I've been told Goldberg. Overrated. Overrated, overrated, overrated. I'm gonna go with Hardcore Holly. And that's that's so funny. I was watching a Hardcore Holly match this morning, actually. With potential <laughs> and did nothing. Um, yeah, I agree. I would agree. I would have to agree with that. Overrated. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I never, okay. I never got into Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah, for me it's Jeff Jarrett. I never, I never got the uh, the appeal. I never got the charisma. I never got the talent. For me, it's Jeff Jarrett. Um, I think he used, you know, his family's background to get where he is. But for me personally, I, I never was amazed by anything that he did or anything like that. Uh, so Jeff Jarrett. So uh, before we end this, like you guys might kill me when you said overrated. For some reason. Hulk Hogan's name came into my head. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. And, like, how can you finish somebody off with a leg drop? And you're, like, 6'4", 290. <laughs> but, then, but then I was like, damn, you know, he's an icon. Try to find somebody else. And then I was like, damn, who was, like, who was, like, had the whole, I guess, physique but lack wrestling abilities? And I was going to say Lex Luger. Okay. Oh, I mean, wow. Like, Lex Luger, or maybe even, like, I hate to say, it, like Kevin Nash. Like Kevin Nash was nice on the mic, okay. but his like cool diesel. But his like you know in real in in ring ability wasn't like crazy, you know. Okay. All right. And my last question for the for the night before we wrap this up: Your Mount Rushmore or wrestling? Uh, present, past, all, how far, all time. time. You can take any. You could take any era. You can omit any era. Who Mount, the, the Mount Rushmore has five or four? What is it? Four. 
for. So, either way, someone's getting bumped. Jesus. Okay. Rock. Punk. Okay. Styles. Okay. Omega. Okay. <laughs> That's a first. Okay. You had me a rock in three. I came out of left field. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys have? I mean, I'm really interested. I, I'm going with Austin, Hogan, Flair, and when it's all said and done, Cena's going to be up there. I would have put The Rock over Hogan, but what Hogan did for Vince back in the day is unmatched. What Stone Cold did in the 90s to save Vince's ass in the, in the, in the Monday Night Wars Flair's just the greatest wrestler of all time. And no matter when it comes down to it, it comes to championships, matches, accolades, moments. His career is, is, is longer than anybody's tenure. And all of a sudden, John Cena is the one that's been doing it day in, day out for years, for a good 15 years. Now, not so much because now he's trans- transitioning out, but I'm going to go with Cena because numbers never lie. That's a good about Rushmore. Jesus. Yeah. Like- that's not, I, no argument for me. I would say go, but I say Taker, but Taker became a one-a-year thing. No matter how great it was, you still wrestled once a year. No matter how great those moments were. And The Rock left in his prime. Yeah, that's true. So, that's the only downside. What about you, Soto? I try to to keep mine consistent. Maybe one change, but I I definitely had Rock. Rock, Austin. Like, I I mean, all time right now, because – because if it was right now, you know, I would I would add like an AJ Styles, uh, an Omega, but I guess all time as of right now, it would be yeah, Rock, Austin, Triple H, and Taker. Ooh. Okay, triple, the Triple H one surprised me. Can't say no to that. Yeah, I can't yeah, say no to that either. I, I like I, I would have put in probably like Michaels, but the fact that Michaels was out for like two or three years with that back injury. And let's say if he was fully healthy, I think he, yeah, he would have definitely won like a couple more championships and whatnot. Years, and then so I feel like, like, yeah, and and then I, I like after like he won the the world heavyweight title at the elimination chamber, he never got like another like major championship after that. Like it was all like I think it was like he he had like one or two championships, and that was those were tag right. team championships. I think one one was with Cena and some and some. I, I think DX had it for and a while. I think they got it back. Triple H and Michaels. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that might have been right, the Spurs right, squad right. days, no? Yeah. Right. Dr. Okay. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, all right, you know what I'm saying? You think about it now. You, you might think about tomorrow. It's like no I change. Yeah, like, absolutely. So, but uh, that'll do it for us for this episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. You can catch us on all streaming platforms, including Apple, including Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're live on Anchor. Listen, Toro, it was a pleasure, my brother. I was here for a while. I'm glad we got to connect and, and hang out for a little bit. I appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, no, no, definitely. We'll, 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 um, we'll definitely reach out to, ha- to have you again. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've recently really got back into it, and uh, I, I miss it. I miss it a lot. And if you got, whenever you guys want me back. I, I will never say no. So thank you.
I appreciate that. So how can how can the listeners get a hold of you on uh, on social media? How get a hold of your music? Right. So I only really have Instagram right now, and my handle is dstoro8. Uh, the same thing for my SoundCloud, uh, dstoro8. Um, I have a lot of my DJ mixes up there with a lot of my music in it. Um, I have a couple songs on there too, um, and um, I have a lot of stuff in the oven right now, ready to be put out and laid out. But uh, you know, I gotta talk to my to my label and and see where we go with that. But everything will be either Instagram or SoundCloud. And again, dstoro8. Solid. So uh, when quarantine's up, go be at Izu. Yeah, absolutely. I'll Don't probably be at, I'll probably be one of those little stages. Absolutely. That's all good. As long as you're there. <laughs> That's all I need. Just an opportunity. Catch us on social media, on Instagram, at sunset underscore flip underscore wrestling. You'll catch a recap of this interview here. Catch us on Twitter, at Flip Wrestling. And you can catch us on Facebook at the Sunset Flip Wrestling podcast page. Uh, interact with us. Hit us up in case you want us to try and get some people on. We're working on, you know, all sorts. Oh, and news. Uh, shout out to the Instagram page hitting 100 followers. I think we're like 107 right now. So we're growing. We're on our way. So I just want to point that out as well. So we had to get Soto to um, show some more love nowadays because <laughs> Soto working on Twitter. Yeah, I get some more love for, for, for Soto on Twitter. I know. We're, so we're, 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 we're to struggle, going, but, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. In due time. But uh, that'll do it for us. Um, podcast will come soon. We'll check you out later. Uh, Toa, as always, pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, brothers. Appreciate Toto, it. As always. And until right, then, uh, next time we talk, we should be around for Mania. Well, I'll be here for Mania. You'll be sipping, you know. <laughs> well, no, no, no. So, so our next episode, obviously, next Thursday. So I will still be in New York. Sure about that? But I want to hear all the way to Friday. Nah, I'm, I'm, nah, my flight is on Friday. Okay. So. All right. So you'll catch it out yeah. soon. Um, and then the coming season, I'll be here in whatever COVID New York is. And so it'll be sipping agua de coco and eating canapas all day on a, on a beach somewhere. Yep. I mean, I'll try to look for internet connection <laughs> over there. So until then, I'll catch you soon. It'll be good. Thank you.